to Abnormal Japan, a podcast based in Tokyo. We share all about our life in Japan while diving into abnormal topics. You can find our episodes on all major platforms as well as Podbean, YouTube, and Spoon Radio. Stay updated by following Abnormal Japan on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out the blog site for more topic context. All the links will be in the description. Hey everyone, thanks for joining. You're listening to the Abnormal Japan podcast. I'm your host, Bree, an Afro Latina American from Houston, Texas. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm a content creator and a kick ass housewife. And here with me is my partner and co host. Hey, what's up? I'm Ashish, a South Asian American, uh, born Denver, Colorado, and, you know, pretty much raised in Houston. What's up? Hey, nice. Right. Oh, sorry. Forgot the rest of my intro. <laughs> my pronouns are he, they, English teacher and writer. What's up? Hey, no problem. I mean, if you don't want to share, it's fine. <laughs> no, I just forgot. <laughs> it's cool. All right. So if y'all don't know, we're in an interracial, intercultural marriage. Right. And we get these questions a lot. So we gathered some questions that we've been asked before in the past and some that we found online. We want to give in-depth answers so that, you know, we can answer them. So let's just jump into it and start the episode. Yeah, this should be very interesting because I'm not sure if people, people who know us know, but like, you know, if y'all don't know us, this is a real insight into who we are as people. So I'm excited. And even people who know us have a lot of questions. And I think, I don't know, some people think it's rude to ask, which sometimes it is. It can be a little invasive. It can be for sure. Um, But we're always used to like answering these questions and we're just open about it. Like if you're genuine, we're going to answer yeah maybe just don't be a dick about it and we'll we're okay to talk to you like it's cool yeah exactly so let's start off with what nationality race and ethnicity are we all right you can go go first first. no no, you can go first all right so let's see um nationality i was born in the u.s united states uh race i feel like is super vague right um i don't like that term but for if we're doing race, I would say brown. Um, but ethnicity is definitely South Asian, and my family is from India. So yeah, okay. And get like even more intricate, like Bihari Dravidian, but like you know whatever. That's yeah, that's so, like way way too yeah. deep. No, th- but that's that's cool though. If people are also South Asian Indian. Mm-hmm. They may actually appreciate knowing that. Yeah, I know. There's more than fifty shades of brown, so like you know, we out here. Okay, right, about you? so my nationality is American from the states um i know lately people have been like more specific and saying like technically i'm north american oh true because we're not the only american country so yeah i'm north american from the states my race is black and i'm also salvadorian so you afro-latina yes my ethnicity i would consider that afro-latina right right yes so um yeah i'm mixed and you're indian american yeah i'm not mixed as far as i know (laughs) like in my family heritage but you know we i don't know there could be some other mixes in there that you know somebody just didn't tell me somebody been lying to me who knows colonization made a lot of mixing it it is a thing it is oh it's a very uh (laughs) dang all right you just cut that part where i bumped it in my mic too (laughs) wow (laughs) Uh, no, yeah, colonization is a real thing. So, like, I don't know. I could be mixed with some kind of 
mm-hmm. something. But but at least you're at least like three generations. Yeah, three Indian. generations deep at least. Brown people at maybe four. Somebody okay. could be lying. You know, there's always those stories of like Someone you know she was lying. adopted, but we just never said anything. Like you never know. You know that happens. Oh, but for real. In for my real, family, on my dad's side, he's black, and we are at least a few to several black americans like generation in the states that's that's why part of the whole slavery trade thing and then with my mother um she immigrated to the states so right. i'm a first gen um child yeah i'm a first gen kid too yeah yeah so we can also talk moved. about that in another episode yeah, yeah, yeah my parents moved they always make this joke they were like you know gas was 25 cents when i moved here i'm like i'm like damn like wow. that is a long time ago <laughs> Yeah. All right. So another question. Let's go. How important is race to us? I don't think race is important in general because it's just a construct used to separate people and segregate people. I'm more on the ethnicity route. Like I appreciate talking about people's cultures and lineages versus, oh, you're black, you're brown, right, like something you're white. real versus yeah. some kind of fake categorization of people okay i see what you mean yeah Um, so i would say for me it's not important um but i understand the weight it has and i am i am proud of my races though um but i it personally i like to think of them as like my ethnicity so i'm afro-latina i'm afro-salvi but if someone asks, like, what race are you? I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be Salvadorian. Right, for sure. I know for me, um, I think growing up, race was not as present. My mom, uh, we, we grew up with my mom, of course, and she did a really good job of kind of not necessarily bringing that around us. Uh, she mm. herself is kind of an anomaly, you know? She likes to be very, like, I guess the word is cosmopolitan. So, like, we kind of grew up with seeing people as people versus, like, you know, this is this person. And definitely Mm. we recognize the differences in backgrounds. But I'd say for me personally, race is not as big of a deal. It has become more prevalent, you know, in my my conversations, in my daily life. But I guess in the terms Mm. of this relationship, I would say it does it's not that important like yeah like, it's important to recognize mm-hmm. i guess because you know it does affect people in a very real way but no, i wouldn't say it's important to me yeah in our relationship i don't constantly think about it yeah i mean sometimes yeah. it gets brought up as like a cultural difference but not like a oh you're afro salvi you no know, and you're Indian. No. Person. Like, <laughs> not, like, <laughs> like we know our history and if anything, we celebrate each other. Oh, for sure. Um, but it doesn't come up like that. It only really comes up when other people ask us, what are you? What Always. are you? Oh, my God. Where's your family from? I'm like, get the I know. They're like, where are you from? And we're like, oh, America. No, 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 no. Where, you know what I mean. Where are your family? Where's your family from? And you're just you like, know you ask I mean. where I'm from. So technically, you're asking about nationality. I'm getting these kind of vibes. Get the fuck. Oh my gosh, that happened to you. Like Yeah, for real. That was a whole it was like I... I'm getting some Indian vibes. I was like, what in the racism? Yo, I was so uncomfortable. Ugh. Yeah. Well, the... microaggressions are not fun. No. That's so, a whole story. Like yeah, we can get is. into that. Another that's time. true. Okay, so <sighs> another common question. So another right. common question we get is what were our parents' reactions, and was their family approval? 
So I would say some of the parent reactions on my side, right? right? So my mother and my father. And I also have a stepfather who is pretty active in our family. So mm-hmm. with my mom, she's always been like, I don't care who you date. Um, just make sure they make you happy. So I really I mean, appreciate Yeah, I really appreciated that because I am mixed. So there wasn't like a you have to stick to your own race. It was just like, just make sure you're happy. And she also is in a interracial marriage so she understands okay, um okay. she was when she first met you she didn't really know much about indian people and so it was more like curiosity but as soon as she got to know you she was like you know he's cool he's nice he's okay. actually nicer than any of the other boyfriends <laughs> you've had <laughs> i'm glad to hear that <laughs> Yeah, and then so for my dad's side, he didn't really meet you for a while because I I don't oh, yeah. live with my father, so I kind of kept our relationship from him for a little while just because like we weren't that close. Right. Uh, but he was he approved. He was like, you know, he seems nice. He also kind of has like he he appreciates Asian culture a lot. So I think he saw you as an interesting person because like. When mm. most people think of Asia, they think, oh, East Asia. But then when you add that aspect of like, oh, he's South Asian, it's like, whoa, that's really cool. Yeah, I think your dad and I get along pretty well, which is yeah. nice. Like, he seems really chill, and we always have, like, dope conversations, so there wasn't much of a struggle there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and with my stepfather, he really liked you. He still likes you. Man, I love Ricky. Y'all hang Shout out, out Ricky. Yeah, y'all hang out, y'all talk, y'all get along really well. So on my end, the reactions were really good and they all approved. The Aww. only like disapproval at first is that like we started living with each other sooner than most relationships. Oh, there was that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it all turned out well. We ended up getting married. We've been together for almost eight years. So it's, yeah, that's a long I time. think it's all fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, On my side, there wasn't much of a negative reaction there wasn't an overwhelmingly positive reaction either it was more of like a okay that's good for you like um like brown parents we don't not brown parents i'm sorry brown kids we don't really talk to our parents about stuff like that Um, okay yeah so it's like it's not a secret but it's more so like um it's hard to explain they're not very open to talking about things that require them to be emotionally honest so with my mom she kind of was just happy for me and she's known you for a really long time Mm. it's kind of the same thing with your mom where um she had known you for so long as a person that she was like okay i am comfortable with the idea of this relationship and then Mm. she was like you know welcome to the family she's like you're officially part of the family now that's great yeah because we were best friends for a couple of years before we started dating oh yeah so, like, I met your mom. We've even had dinner at your place and vice versa. So, I feel like our parents got used to us as just, like, each other's friend. And then right, so when right, we started right. dating, it was like, oh, okay. I think they got used to the idea of us being in a shared space and having a relationship. And I think seeing that grow and develop, I'm really glad that there wasn't, like, a negative response on either side. true yeah there was nothing that was like racially focused it was more so are y'all sure y'all are young like is this you know what y'all want to do it was more like just natural concern it was like caution yeah but i do know in other interracial relationships 
it can be a struggle, especially if your family dynamic is really keen on like making sure you marry within your culture slash race. Yeah, like the homogenous nature of family. Yeah, so if your family is less alternative or less open in general. Or less diverse, for sure. Yeah, you're going to have a hard time. But I will say, if you really love your partner, go for it. Because in the end, it's y'all two. It's not your parents. You know, so you yeah, have to really decide. you have to decide. make your own family at the end yeah, of the day. that's like, true. You, your yeah. parents will always be there on both sides, but... You know, if they're not willing to accept you fully, like that's definitely conditional. And I think as parents, you know, you you kind of have to accept your kids for who they are. You know, yeah. you can't control them. Yeah. Like if you had your own dreams, that doesn't mean it's the same dreams as your children. Um, but yeah, so I understand that there's that why that question gets asked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also irrelevant because <laughs> yeah. it's like even if <laughs> yeah. our parents didn't improve, I feel like we're the kind of people that would have been like, I mean, we would have done it anyway. Like, nah. yeah, no, no shade to them, but it's it's not about them, right? Yeah, it's just a little cloudy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another question is: Do you eat each other's culture food? Yes. And is there a food that you dislike from your partner's culture? So dislike. Yeah, I was kind of stuck on that. I was thinking about that for a while. But yeah, we definitely eat mm. each other's culture food. Like we're a multicultural house- household. We share like American food, Indian yeah, food, Salvadorian food, all kinds of Hispanic food, um, soul food. Like we've tried it all. Like we explore. And now that we're in Japan, we even try other cultured food. Yeah, like Japanese, Korean, Chinese. You know, we just be on YouTube hitting up recipes, like yeah. all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I don't think there's something I particularly dislike. I feel like that's an easy question for me to answer. Um, there's nothing from like soul food or Salvadorian food that you don't like? Well, I'm not big on meat anyway, so some of the meat stuff freaks me out. Like, um, okay. Oh, like, uh, pero like, they did a video where they went to a restaurant yeah. and then Curly was eating the hoof. Okay, that's a very like traditional. Look, I don't think I could do the hoof soup. I, I can't, I'm yeah, just gonna put out that I couldn't do the hoof. Old school, like, country dish. I don't think I could do the hoof. Um, <laughs> I don't think I could do the hoof either. Uh, but intestines are a no for me. Ew. I mean, because, you know, there's, like, intestines and stuff, and, like, you know, I, like, Who? I'm i just, well, soul food has some, and then um, Hispanic food has intestines. some. Intestines. Yeah. Like, organs in general. Like, oh, organs and stuff. Okay. Um, oh, like, intestines yeah, I'm not is big something on, different. Thing is, I'm not big on meat. Like, I'm real picky. Okay. So, I think, like, just different kinds of meat would, like, turn me off a little bit, but, yeah, mm. like, most of it I really like. So, for me, hmm, I really enjoy Indian food. If I had to choose one, and it's not a strong dislike, it's like if you can take one thing off the menu. Off, I don't. Okay, I'm not trying to control people's menus, <laughs> but something that I wouldn't reach out for, it would be some of the sweets, only because it can be extremely sweet. Yeah, that's true. But if the dish is really spicy, it comes in clutch. Yeah, so like mango lassi or stuff like that. No, no, no I'm not talking about mango lassi. I'm talking about no, like I know, I know the um. They're kind of like crispy and super glazed sugar. Ooh, what okay, are those yeah. Called? So I was I was just about to say mango lassi. Pretty much everybody knows that it's like those a mango delicious. buttermilk smoothie, whatever. 
you know, we have gulab jamun, which is so good. I actually like that sweet, which is like it's soaked in syrup. Yes. Mm -hmm. The thing you're talking about is like orange usually. Yes. And jalebis. It's like a, oh jalebis? my God. I will fuck up some jalebis. Those are so. Nah, you, it's you too wanna know what sweet. It is? It's fried sugar. That's why. <laughs> I had it. I it's thought it was sugar. like flour and nah, then like there sugar might be some coated. Flour in there, but. No, nah, it's actually, it's once you think sugar. about, once I think about it, it yeah, it's fried sugar. I think that's why I was so turned off by it because I was, <laughs> I ate it, and I was like, oh no, 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 this is like gonna give me a cavity. <laughs> but like I said, if this dish is so spicy, then it comes in clutch. Mm, okay, yeah. okay, okay. No, jalebis are best with um with black coffee or uh, unsweetened chai because then it's just all the sugar right there. Yeah. That makes sense because sometimes I was offered it with like half sweetened chai and it's that like, makes sense. uh, it's already sugary. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not like a strong dislike. I'd still eat it. It's mm -hmm. just not my favorite. Okay. So yeah. then clearly we eat each other culture's food. What is one thing that you really like about the culture? Like the food? Ooh. Because mm. we already talked about things we don't like. I love Idli's and oh, chutney. So good. That's a good pick. And Utapam. Oh man, that's you showed if me you that, don't know Utapam, I remember I did like I didn't know about it yet, right? Right, and right, right. We went to Trader Joe's and they had it and we're like, oh my god, let's see if it's good. And you said it was actually pretty good. But it was. Then, I can vouch for it. But then um I think your dad took us to a restaurant in Dallas. And it was oh, a South Indian restaurant. Yes, I will I remember. always remember that day because that was so good. Most times when we go to Indian restaurants, it's usually North Indian. So mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. the curries and the naan. But I really love South Indian food, probably because your family's South right, right. Indian. Yeah, they, they eat a lot of that. Most of them live there. Uh, my yeah. mom's like has Bengali influence in her cooking. So like if you ever ask her to cook some Bengali food, she got you. Mm. But yeah, it's like a lot of South Indian food, like idlis, utapams, dosas, vardas, sambar, chutney, all that. Like, Yeah, and I tried so an authentic utapam and it was so good. It beat the Trader Joe's one like by a million, of course. But I definitely like that. <laughs> so what about on my culture side? Let's see. So you are actually a mixed person, right? You're Afro-Latino. Now, I will say, I was probably going to sound real stereotypical, but pupusas. Okay. I will fuck up a plate. Like, yeah, those are so classic. good. Right. So it's just masa filling and like you fry it on a hot pan. You just push it on it. Right. Like it's super simple, but I think that's what makes it so good to me. Um, Let's see. So pupusas. That's a good one. Yeah, I I'm want some. I haven't had some since we went back in May 2018. Oh, I made some with Abuelita. I'm never going to forget that. I know. He made some with my grandma and my tias and yeah, my mother. Yeah, they were there too. Actually, you were in a household with all three generations. My Abuelita. <gasps> Did they like me? Yeah, my <sighs> mom and tias and then me. I remember like it was kind of weird at first because they didn't know who I was. Like your mom knew who I was, but like nobody else. My knew. Abuelita didn't because she came from El Salvador. Right, but right. But she right. knew of you. She knew we were married. Okay, good. Yeah. I just she, hope she they just... were like, you know, talking good about me. No, yeah. You're all clear. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, pupusas. Okay, so on the Salvadorian side it'd probably be pupusas. Oh, and Salvadorian cheese. Oh not the crumbly one, but the crema. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. The crumbly one is like blue cheese to me. It's a little too much. Oh, the yeah, that one's like really salty and I don't dislike stinky. it, but yeah, it's not for me. The crema though, shh, the like liquidy one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, the good. cream, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then on the black side, man, your stepdad's stuffing, that was really good. Mm-hmm. A turkey stuffing. Yeah, like on Thanksgiving. Yep. Mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, the baked mac and cheese? Yes, with the breadcrumbs. He puts, like, three to five oh. cheeses, and then he puts breadcrumbs, and he bakes it, and... Oof. Oh, my God. Yeah, so mac and cheese, 100%, just because, like, my little baby vegetarian heart... I'm not a vegetarian, but, like, you know, when I was a little kid, I was a vegetarian, so, like, my little baby vegetarian heart thinks about it. It's just like, oh. And then, let's see. I know this is going to sound weird, mm-hmm. but chicken and waffles. I don't think we've ever had that in my house, though. Not at your house, but we've like we've had that experience. Mm. But yeah, on like the soul food side of things, because like the savory and sweet thing. Yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, it's good. It's just something about and like I love waffles more than pancakes. So like, oh, that's already waffle? a win. That's an unpopular opinion, but yeah. So pupusas, um, mac and cheese, stuffing, chicken and waffles. Yeah, that's a that's a good cuisine right no, there. I love food. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get a little bit more tough with these questions. So, what is okay. one of the biggest challenge we faced because of our races? Ooh, that is a good question. Yeah, it's okay. I will say that's kind of a broad question, and we can't go super in depth mm-hmm. with this because this is like very deep topic. Yeah, that's true. But that could we'll be a scratch whole the part. surface for y'all. Um, so. I wouldn't say there's one biggest challenge, but something that's a consistent challenge Mm -hmm. that we face is we're technically a double minority. So we're both minority races, at least in the States. Right. Um, And so when people view our relationship, they see two minorities. And so that in its own has its own challenges. Right. And I think people approach us with different stereotypes in mind. So I think our For existence, sure. yeah, they it kind of like when people see us together and they know that we're married, it kind of like throws a wrench in that. So there's definitely that. Um especially when we're together, I've noticed. It's always like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, they're like, you know what I mean? "We we wouldn't think you two would be together." Yeah, or sometimes people will think we're family, like we're siblings. Yeah, I get that a lot. I'm like, get, "That's weird." We got that well, we actually get that a lot here in Japan. Which is so... They're I just don't, like, oh, is that your sister? I'm like, do, Okay, so like, do people who get married or who live together or who've been in long-term relationships... I've heard this thing. Mm. They start to look like each other. Actually, I is think... Is that true? I don't know if it's like facts, but I have noticed that. It's kind of like with people and their pets. Oh, man. Or <laughs> stuff like that. It's I, not that I don't want to look like you. Don't get me wrong, but I'm like... <laughs> No, I think what? you start to kind of like the same thing. So you may start dressing similar. Hmm. Um, but I don't know if like your whole face structure is going to change. It'll be mystique over here. Just but I will say because you often eat the same things and you have similar habits, your hmm. body shape might be the same over time. Right. And it may be how people perceive you too. That's that might true. be a thing. Yeah. Um, um, I yeah. will say there's a lot of erasure. So like what we mentioned earlier, people thinking mm. we're siblings, um, especially in Japan, they'll assume that yeah. I'm Indian because you're Indian mm-hmm. and you're more unambiguous. So when they see yeah. you, they're like, okay, you're clearly 
Indian. Some kind of South Asian. Yeah. yeah. But when they look at me, since I'm ambiguous and when you look at me, you can't really tell exactly unless you're closer to me. You're like, oh, yeah, you're black and you're Hispanic, you know. Right. That ambiguity is like not stereotypically this. Yeah. So I will say there's a lot of erasure, especially on my end. I notice if we don't deliberately say, okay, this is who we are, people will just be like, oh, y'all are just Indian, whatever. Let's just do that for convenience. Right, or, it's so that they don't have to think about it. Yeah, or they'll just choose one one of my races. They'll just be like, oh, you're just Hispanic or you're just black. And it's right. just like, no, I'm mixed and I'm proud of both, but I'm not just one or the other. Right, and I think erasure is another thing too, especially when you, not just Japan, but when you think about like... um largely homogenous societies like i know india's got this whole like political thing going on right now like oh my god hindu nation hindustan i'm like y'all our history does not reflect that anyway when you go to india it's really easy for like family members to not see that because you know Mm. they're not exposed to like multi-racial diversity that's true like it's a different kind of diversity Mm. you know what i'm saying yeah, because when we went to India in, I think, was it 2017? It was a while ago. I yeah, don't remember Yeah, winter exactly. 2017. And we went to India and we were celebrating recently getting married. And they knew that I was mixed race. But it was almost like they just kind of ignored that fact. Yeah, And it's I think it's because thing. I'm ambiguous. So they're just like, eh, it's whatever. Right. And that's the whole thing of like brown parents or like brown elders just kind of, if they don't know how to talk about it, they just won't. Yeah. Like that's, that's one of the challenges for sure. It like, wasn't like on some rude shit. It was just like, we're just not going to really talk about it. Yeah. 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 That's a challenge on my side is like trying to get my family to recognize that, you know, I'm not like them or that, you know, you are an entire individual with like multiple characteristics. I think. My mom knows you best, so there's, like, an ease of communication Oh, yeah, with your that. mom understands. She's yeah, real yeah. cool. It's, like, the rest of the family, at least on my side. Um, I don't know. What about your side? Um, Wait, what about my side? Like, how they feel about me being, like, an Indian person? Oh, if anything, they, like, make it a point. Because in my family, since we are a mixed-race family, everyone's really prideful of their ethnicity and their mm-hmm. nationality as well. Mm-hmm. They are actually proud that we have another mix they're like oh now we have indian in our family that's cool so it's more so celebrated okay cool that's precious and if anything they want to have like a whole food get together where we have like latino food you know soul food and then indian food man that would be dope that would be like that would be so much all of the spices the house would smell for days it would be well seasoned oh my god (laughs) all right so Another common question that I actually get annoyed by by this one a lot. All right. What is it? It's wouldn't it just be easier to date your own race? That is an interesting question. First off, for me, I'm mixed. I hate that question. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, so I'm just supposed to look out for other Afro- Afro-Latinos? Okay. Right. Like you're relegated just to mixed people. Yeah, apparently. Um, even if I were to choose one of my races, Mm. no, it wouldn't be easy. Why would you date someone for ease? You should date someone because you love them and you care for them and you feel at home with them. It shouldn't be, oh, well, it's just easier. You're not going to be happy. Yeah, I think ease and comfort are similar, but like comfort is different because you feel safe. 
versus an ease is like, oh, this is easy. I don't have to challenge myself. I don't have to grow as a person. You know what I mean? Like, I feel you on that. Yeah. And maybe if you're very traditionalist and if your family grew up that way and, oh yeah. you know, there's certain roles. And so you want to make sure that whoever you're dating f- does the other roles for you. And y'all are like a puzzle piece because that's how your family kind of raised the children mm-hmm. that way. Then I guess it would be easier for you. But I would definitely suggest and push for people to date beyond ease and date yeah, for, for love. Sure. And yeah. I think like, hmm, I don't know how to put this, but like there's a lot of um, cultural, not, I don't know how to put it, like like cultural underpinning, I guess is one way to put it you know Mm. like if you have relationships with people within a similar community or like ethnic group or culture like you do share a lot so i guess there is like that shared um experience i guess okay but um i think no i can't speak for you but like for me my um childhood and growing up was very atypical so for me it actually wouldn't be easier to date within my own like quote-unquote race because like I didn't grow up with the same level of privilege or same access to, um, you know, just things that you would think brown kids are used to, you know, like, yeah, okay, I could see that. Yeah. So like for me, that experience was very different. And growing up, I had to kind of find spaces to maneuver, uh, to maneuver and like fit in. So for hmm. me, no, it actually wouldn't be easier. Um, hmm. maybe in some ways, like I wouldn't be, like oh why don't you date with brown people it's like i don't know man like i don't like it just didn't happen like yeah i mean that's okay i think people who ask that question are usually bigoted that's the feeling i get it's usually single and what is your business in my love life like get out of my face you know that's that's how i felt (laughs) about that question this is what i mean these questions can get pretty invasive and sadly these are pretty common oh yeah um (laughs) But now oh, we man. know to just not interact with people who are invasive mm-hmm. like that and people who don't focus so much on, like, our race. Like, maybe we connect on ethnicity level, but they they don't just see us like, oh, that brown and black couple. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so another question is, aren't you worried about having mixed children because of bullying? So the topic of children is its own thing. Um, We're kind of on the side of most likely not going to have children Mm -hmm. by choice. Um, But let's just say hypothetically. Right. Like for the sake of Just for the sake of the question. If we were to have children, I would be worried to some degree just because I did grow up mixed. So Mm -hmm. I did encounter bullying. And it's happened to me most of my life. But I will say children get bullied regardless. (laughs) That's true. But there's different levels of bullying to different children. So, of course, certain children get bullied more. So I feel like it shouldn't just you shouldn't focus on bullying as a topic to discuss with your children just because they're mixed. It should be a topic that you discuss regardless. That's true. Um, And something that's really helped is. Um, my parents telling me about my culture and my ethnicity and my connections and, you know, helping me gain that pride in who I am, that definitely helps when it comes to bullying because, you know, they're 
essentially trying to tear you down and try to make you feel different because you're not one race. So if you just teach your children to be proud of them and tell them they're beautiful and you give them that connection to their culture, I think even if they do experience it, they'll be strong and they'll, they'll surpass, they'll surpass it. You know, it's part of growth. And I think on that note, like all children should be told that they're beautiful. Like, regardless yeah yeah because it's it's very easy to kind of have those self-doubts especially if people are treating you differently you know it's important to be validated by people who you love and care about you know especially parents like that shit is so important um yeah and if you are afraid of these things maybe don't have mixed children if you don't know how to handle this like if you're going to date outside your race you need to understand if you are going to have children this is something y'all have to prep for. Yeah, that this is a tough conversation. And don't be like those mixed dish kids who are like, oh, my God, what's mixed? Oh, yeah, that like, show mixed dish. Yeah, don't, don't, I haven't seen it, but the trailer was like trash. That. I no, don't, don't don't do those children like that. You That's... need to teach your children <laughs> that like people are going to perceive them a certain way and that they are mixed. Like they're not just this no, no race, no ethnic ethnic person like they have backgrounds and if you teach them backgrounds they'll they'll right i think the whole concept of i don't see color like does inherently erase things it's Um, so problematic yeah because color is that's the bullshit part of it like you don't see color but you better fucking see culture you better see ethnicity because that shit is real Mm -hmm. and Um, on a side note sometimes the whole worriedness about this it's usually with your family so like oh what would your mm, family think Honestly, you need to put your family in check. You got to be like, uh, 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 we're not doing any colorist comments. Oh, hell no anti-blackness no. comments. None of that, you know. And you have to protect your child. You also have to, you know, tell your oh, child yeah, you to be to strong put- and show them how to be strong. And honestly, if you're doing a parent's job, your child will be fine. Yeah, you have to set up those boundaries, especially within families, as a parent, because you are then setting an example for your child because if you see grandparents like oh your parents opinion doesn't matter listen to me how are they gonna feel about themselves you know what i mean so i know look at us giving parental advice as not parents parents (laughs) Uh, okay i will say if you're a parent and you're listening to this of course you have a different lens but this is just our lens especially for me as a once mixed child but take it or leave it yeah um for me i wouldn't be worried about the bullying aspect of being mixed if anything um i'd probably be on the side of like you know you are a human being and you have different backgrounds and heritage and roots and it's important for you to know that and if people are trying to tell you you know you're this just know that you are not limited by what other people think of you so like that's true because so many people told me growing up oh you're not hispanic you're not black or they'll just be, oh no you're white i'm like actually no none of my parents are white but thanks right. for telling me who i am so yeah you definitely have to let your children know like look this is who you are and if someone tells you otherwise it doesn't matter what they say yeah and your life does not like your life is not dictated by them and so i think that would be like my best advice for like parenting a mixed child would be like mm-hmm. you know if the kids like oh man some kids some kids bullied me today at school i would be talking to those kids parents first of all just True. straight and the up board. just straight up and then second of all 
I would probably just talk to the kid like, hey, you are like, you know, you come from a rich background. And honestly, they should already know that because and I'm not trying to drag on this topic too much longer. But the thing is, if they know the history, especially, okay, with uh, black culture. Right. They understand this happens, you know, and I feel like I know a lot of mixed children, especially if they're like light skin like me. There's a lot of woe is me and <laughs> my bullying struggle. Right. And yes, feel it out. It sucks that you get bullied. But imagine other people who don't have as much privileges. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would just say make sure they know their history. Make sure they have pride. Make sure you comfort them. And, you know, let them oh, know, yeah. like, Comfort too. you can have these For feelings. Sure. Your feelings are valid. Share them with me. Let's cope. I'll teach you how to cope with this because bullying, and I'm not talking about extreme stuff. Bullying on its own, is it's normal in schools, like, at yeah. this point. Hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like to hear us ramble about another topic, head over to our Instagram and Twitter to suggest something or ask us a question. Subscribe and follow us on all our platforms to stay updated. Links will be in the description and let's get back to the podcast. Okay, so another one is, is your partner's race a fetish for you? Now, when you say fetish, right, what is this question trying to imply? Is trying to imply, did you date your partner because you have a fetish for their race? Like the stereotypes. Okay. I will say, growing up, I've always been attracted to, like, people of all ethnicities. I have preferences, but I don't think I have a fetish. Mm-hmm. Because a fetish would be, like... It'd be, like, objectification. Yeah, like, like what's a fetish? Let me think of a fetish. Like, um, what's a fetish? For like a race? No, like just like a general fetish. Like I'm trying to compare. Like, I don't know. I would say for like what I've heard with different races and different fetishes is like certain races are like, um, they're very skinny and feminine, Hmm. you know, or this race has, they're very voluptuous and curvy and, you know, they have big breasts and big butts. Hmm. I don't know. What this question is asking, did you date your partner for these racial stereotypes as a fetish? Not for racial stereotypes, no. I know I have a preference for, like, non-white people. I'm just going to put that out there. That's not a fetish. Yeah, but, like, I don't think... That's what I was trying to say. Like, I don't think it's a fetish. Like, preferences are normal and they're real and valid. And, like, Mm. I don't... I don't know. People who fetishize people in general, especially based on racial stereotypes, those are... I don't know, man. That's not it. Yeah, I think that's really awkward. And usually those relationships don't last. It's usually like a one time and go. And most of the time people who have fetishes usually don't find a partner who's willing to like enable that fetish because usually it's hella racist and it's objectification and it makes the other person feel like they're just an object you yeah, know what it's I'm saying? dehumanizing i don't yeah, think definitely. racial fetishes are cool 
So I would say, is your partner's race a fetish for me? No. And especially because you're a mixed person. I know people have like stereotypes about mixed people, but like, nah, I mean, I liked you for who you were as a person, you know? Okay, that's nice to hear. Yeah, like, (laughs) I mean, you know, I like other things about you, but race isn't one of the primary factors. You know what I'm saying? Okay. For me, it's a no. I never really found any race to that level where I'm like fetishizing like oh Mm. this race is so like wow like I do have a preference for um men of color Mm -hmm. but that's kind of where it stays it doesn't really go beyond that Mm -hmm. um honestly I just prefer someone who's just kind to me who's honest who's loving and who's like happy you know makes sense race is usually like the last thing and even then like like we said in the beginning race is not that important to me right and it's so vague Mm. like what i do like cultured people oh so that's why i kind of say like men of color because there's usually culture behind that and especially with your culture i really like it because there's so much to it and so because my culture is really deep as well i like sharing that with you so i will say that's a that's a plus okay i see what you mean yeah yeah so is race a fetish nah get that out of here no and if you're that kind of person stop ruining it for the rest of us please you're making this huge stereotype but yeah okay so a couple (laughs) more questions and then we're gonna be done with this q a do people stare at you too when you're out when we are together do people stare y'all we're black and brown people stare at us regardless like whether we're together or not yeah Yeah, especially in japan but even in the states when we're together people have this like confused head tilt like what is she doing with him what is he doing with her especially because we grew up in texas (laughs) where there's a lot of bigoted white people and they're just like what yeah because i've found that like as a whole societies operate based on stereotypes so it's very easy to like compartmentalize what you think of people even walking like side by side if we're holding hands or anything like people are confused and like i don't like that because that automatically makes them involved in their own in our relationship like maybe it's because they think we're siblings oh man oh no because you mentioned that earlier i was like maybe that's why people stare at us weird here Fuck. No, honestly, I think it's just here in Japan, we're just two gaijin, two foreigners here. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, two of them in one location. Because yeah. there's not many of us in our neighborhood. But in general, once people get to know us, the stairs kind of decrease. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, we know you too. We know you too. But I do think we stick out. Yeah, for sure. Now, the question really is does it bother you? No, I've been stared at my entire life. Literally, I feel like I've been mm. on like a spectacle. I've been on a stage and everyone's been trying to figure out, what are you? Who are <laughs> you? Why, why is your hair like this? Why is your skin like this? Why do you talk like this? And so I've just been used to people staring at me. And if anything, okay. I'm just like, hey, you want to talk? Because we can talk. Are you doing okay, though? You doing all right? That sounds like a, a struggle to me. I don't know why. I will say when I was a kid. Like, I I had my little periods of, like, sadness with it. I was okay. like, man, like, why does everyone hate me? 
But it was more so I realized people are just really curious and they don't yeah. know how to behave. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are immature about it. But honestly, I just walk around proud and I'm like, you know what? I'm unique. Okay. People are interested. That's true. So the reason I asked is because I do get bothered a little bit by it, um, oh. but for different reasons. Okay. So how come? In the States, it was always a personal safety thing. Um so if people were staring at me or staring at us, I always would be concerned of their motivations for oh, one thing, true. Um, especially in Texas. Cause like, you know, I'm Brown, you know, male looking and they're always like, Oh, what's going on with this Brown dude with his beard. And you know, it, it, it yeah. brought a lot of attention. So like in that sense, um, mm-hmm. it made me uncomfortable here. Okay. It's more so what, like what do they think of me in like a self-esteem kind of way but it's not as bad like it's nowhere Mm. near as bad um no matter what people say about japan like no matter what people tell you when you get here as a non-japanese person you're gonna get stared at so like that's not a big deal it does bother me still a little bit but i'm dealing with it you know it it gets easier over time it's definitely different here because we're usually the only black and brown people walking around this is very true like legitimately it almost feels like, okay, we've talked about this. Oh my God, I know what it this is. It feels like Animal Crossing and we're the humans. Not yeah. calling Japanese people animals. It's just, you know how in Animal Crossing, every, you know, all the characters are practically animals and you're the only human character and right, you right. literally stick out. It's like that here. Yeah, and everybody wants to talk to you. Yeah, everybody and wants to ask you for you. something. They look at you. Like, even in the game, if you're walking, they stare. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like that, bro. I mean, the game is based in Japan and it has a lot of Japanese references, but that's kind of how it feels like. Yeah. But honestly, (laughs) most people are curious. Um, You can honestly tell when they're on some rude vibe, so don't talk to them. Yeah. I I understand what you mean about in Texas, how it was like a safety concern, especially Mm -hmm. um, because how people, what people thought about brown people. And the slurs and the assumptions of what a brown person is. And that was annoying. It got to the point where it's just like, well, there's a lot of bigots around us. And and they're open about it. They literally oh, would yeah. say the most racist shit to us. Yeah. And like, did you racism. really just say that? They're like, oh, that's not racist. And you're just like, yikes, that was. But let's just continue. Um but with that kind of environment, yeah, safety was a huge thing. Yeah, so that that is the only thing. I just wanted to know how you felt about that. Okay. Yeah. So aspects that you enjoy of your partner's culture. Okay. I think we kind of talked about this earlier. Probably. Okay, yeah. I'll name some like vague ones. Okay. I like how many holidays y'all have. I know that's also related to your family being Hindu. Mm-hmm. Um, but y'all have a lot of holidays. Y'all celebrate a lot. I love that. That's true. That yeah. is so fun to always get together. And I kind of crave that since we're kind of isolated in Japan. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. miss getting together a lot. Um, yeah, India in general has mm-hmm. a lot of holidays. Like, it's yeah. all denominations. It's like practically always a holiday. Yeah, there's one around the corner. Um, yeah, food. Food Ooh. is is literally one of my top three favorite cuisines. And... I like, let's see, 
I'm just gonna go with those two for now because there's a lot of things I like, but those two things. All right. Um. Let's see. For me, I would say. Hmm. So your family was also very like diverse in the sense of like there was a lot of representation of different things. So like, mm. not just Hispanic culture and Black culture, but also like American culture and like Texan culture. Um. Y'all really showed me what it was like to be Texan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, born like and I met raised. you. Yeah, I met you real early when I moved there, and like, you know, you kind of showed me the ropes, and I was like, "Damn, this is really cool." <laughs> like, I will represent Houston till the day I die. Like, eight, that's one thing. It's like seven it was one really three cool. eight three two two, two eight, eight one. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, shout out Megan Stallion. Yes, we love um, her. We stand. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Um, the Texan thing was just one thing, but y'all showed me what it was like being in the South. Because, like, mm. uh, before I was born in Colorado, lived in Cali, moved to India, then moved to Texas. I had never been in a place with, like, that much history. And, like, my mom had pretty much lived in brown areas. So when we moved to a diverse area, you know, y'all kind of showed me the ropes. And, like, I'd grown up in different communities. So that's something I like about y'all's family in particular. Okay. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Ricky showing me all kinds of soul food. Oh, yeah. He was uh, always cooking and he was always down to show you. Oh, yeah. I helped him with a fish fry when we went and visited. That yeah. was so fun. He was like, come out here. Let me show you a little oh, bit man. something. That was dope. I helped him like pull the fish out the batter and all that. And like, um, let's see, your mom definitely showing me like all kinds of different foods. You actually reintroduced mm-hmm. me to avocados. i know you were like i never really put avocado on a sandwich i was like i know it is amazing this is before you know all the The avocado um, toast and all avocado toast crowd before it became popular um i've been putting avocado in my sandwiches and on bread and on everything ever since i was freaking born so yeah i love sharing that with you oh my god the what the banana pepper juice oh yeah fucking clutch so yeah like just the diversity that y'all represented um that is probably my number one favorite thing it's like you know y'all taught me so much and you know you guys really brought me into the family uh i really appreciate Aww. that yeah this is so heartfelt i know <laughs> food is another big thing but um i think just like being southern is probably like my favorite thing because like you know, you're done with the end of the day. You kick back in the garage, crack open a soda, a beer, whatever you want. True. And just, and just kick it in the Houston weather. Like, yeah, and just listen to the radio. Yeah, music, on throw on TV. a record, TV, whatever. You know, like that real laid back Houston life. That's probably my favorite thing. True. Oh, that's cool. All right. So let's close off this episode with right, 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 right. your first thought or expectation of dating someone outside your race culture like when we met so when we met or when we started dating when we met well when we met and we're thinking of like dating each other okay um so i talk a lot you go first (laughs) (laughs) no it's okay i mean that's why we're in a podcast it's cool um i would say when we first met and when we were thinking of dating because it kind of took a while as well um, I always wondered if your parents would approve of me not being Indian because mm, I did have some like assumptions of Indian culture of like the whole arranged marriage and I wasn't sure how traditional your parents were and I mm-hmm. and like I grew up with like Degrassi and so I remember <laughs> when Sav 
he had a girlfriend and his parents are like oh no 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 she's not she's not indian so they yeah. never approved of her and they're like oh you can date her but y'all can't get married and so i was like dang is that how it is because i really like him and he's indian are his parents like that so that was that one of my first very thoughts interesting yeah um so to i guess to kind of squash that it depends on your parents Right. So as Mm -hmm. a brown person, if your parents are super traditional, no matter where they go, they're going to take that with them. So Mm -hmm. like if they got arranged and they feel like that's the way to go, they're going to try it. They're going to try it. But, you know, (laughs) nowadays it's just not the same. Yeah. It it just I do see less of it in like um, Indian Americans in like the States. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's less arranged marriages. And some people actually like it. Like some people want to do it. But now I was never like that because especially because my family was kind of like atypical. You know, my mom got divorced and all that. So like, okay, I was like, now, nah, mom, you could try to set me up, but I don't trust you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it was no shade to her. I was just like, look, mom, let's be real. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, yeah and your mom was very open so was your father so i was like oh, okay we're good and i can actually see this relationship going further that's yeah, why my, you don't go off of shows kids yeah. <laughs> pretty much no it could have been it really could have been because that is a very real experience um no my family was pretty cool about it um, and i remember you asked me too which was really interesting yeah i was, I was like, like do y'all do arranged marriages Nah, I think, uh, what was it? That was actually one of the first times you came over and we were just chilling and you were like, oh, and I was like, nah. And then we talked to my mom, like, she was like, no, like it didn't work for me. It doesn't work for a lot of people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Okay. Um, So what about you? Let's see. Well, I knew I liked you from like way on. True. Yeah. You said it first. I did. I did say I like you first. You were like, I like you. I want to date you. I was like, I'm not right now. What a baby! I don't fucking know. No, it's okay. (laughs) Um, let's see. My, I didn't really have an expectation. Um, Mm, okay. Yeah, because, like I said, I grew up in various communities, so like I got glimpses of other cultures and stuff like that. Um, But we didn't stay in one place for too long. So, like, I never really built any, like, long-standing relationships. Um, So, moving to Houston, you know, you were my best friend. And, like, you know, when I started thinking of the idea of dating, I was like, oh, that would be a really cool relationship. I have never really thought about race Hmm. when I'm interested in someone. That's actually really cool. And I would say not as common, sadly. Because, I don't know, when I was growing up, a lot of people were focused on race. So that's oh, actually really cool. It, it definitely a side effect of not having a lot of stability. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't have time to really build that, like, racial language, essentially. But, um, yeah, it it kind of came to me later in life, which is, I don't know, a blessing and a curse. But I didn't really, yeah, I would just ask people out if I liked them. Oh, that's cool yeah and like i didn't care if you were like light skin dark skin ethnic white i was you know when i was younger i didn't care that much now i'm just like white people i'm sorry y'all don't make the list y'all don't make the cut Damn. y'all just don't i mean it's okay everyone has preferences that's so you didn't preference. have any thoughts or expectations about my race or culture so i knew you were some kind of ethnic person that's all i knew and then when you told me you were actually in a interracial like family 
you were actually the first interracial interracial person I'd ever met. So in that sense, I was just more so like, wow, this is a really cool learning experience for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm actually really curious what that's like. So I didn't have any expectations. It was more so I was open to seeing, you know, what that could be like. Okay, so like curiosity. Yeah. Like, I didn't think, oh, my God, we're going to be in an interracial marriage. Like, I was just <laughs> Yeah, that would have been kind of fast and bold. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, like, this is interesting. I want to see what this is like. Cool. All right. So that is our interracial relationship Q&A. I hope you all enjoyed. We are going to have a part two to this episode Ooh. where we will roast interracial relationship facts quote-unquote facts of what people say this is how it is in these relationships (laughs) and we're gonna roast it because often we find that people who say these quote-unquote facts aren't in these relationships so outside observers definitely look out for the next episode and download it listen to it and yeah just stay for the tea and the facts All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Abnormal Japan podcast. Stay tuned for future content by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Support us by leaving us a review, sharing us on your socials, or even joining the Abnormie community on Patreon. Until next time.